And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Blazing Defender Report. I'm your host, Travis Jones, aka the Blazing Defender. Guys, we've Waited patiently, I think, for most of us on pins and needles, on hands and knees, praying to Odin, hoping that Infinity War would live up to all our expectations. It has came, it has went, and it has delivered. Amazing movie, epic movie. If you haven't seen the Meatheads on Movies episode with me and Big Sam at the Zone Comic Shop live, check that out. Uh, it's on the Meatheads on Movies page. It's on the Meatheads on Movies YouTube channel. Go check that out for me. Um, but yeah, it's came, it's went. It was amazing. We had some very shocking reveals. Uh, we found out where the Soul Stone was. We found out... Thanos' motivations. We found out everything we were wanting to. Or did we now? I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I hear questions. I've been getting them. So I've been getting questions all week. Okay? Um, People have been asking me, Oh, my God. Is this guy dead? Oh, my God. What is up with her powers, yo? Oh, my God. There's no way Thanos could beat the Hulk. What? The Hulk's scared? What's going on? So... This show is devoted to that. Uh, we're going to be getting into questions. If you guys have questions in the live chat, please spill them. Uh, I got a pretty good visual on the chat right now. Uh, okay. Yeah, Rocky said good because I'm still asking questions to myself and answering them. So you talk to yourself. Hmm. Would explain a lot, Rocco. Um, yeah, well, I might not pull you out, Jason. <laughs> I might just go, nope, area's clear, guys. Go to the second floor. No, I'm just kidding, Jason. I get you. All right. Uh, Yeah, but first, guys, uh, we're going to get to all those questions. But I want to give some shout-outs really, really quick to Collector Zone. Go to Collector Zone Cantina on Facebook. You're going to get discounts. You're going to get free shipping. If you're looking for Funko Pops toys, they just picked up another big toy manufacturer. Its name escapes me. I'm sorry. I don't have any of their stuff. It looks really good. I'd actually never even heard of them. But when I got online, like Marcos told me about it, I was like, holy crap, man. Those are really cool toys. So go to Collector's Own Cantina. There's going to be more information about it. Say you're a Blazing Defender uh, listener and you're going to get a discount. And then also I want to talk about the Zone Comic and Toy Shop in Louisville, Kentucky, where me and Sam filmed Meatheads on Movies Live right after the viewing of Infinity War. It was amazing. Uh, I'm getting to the poster, Jason. Segways, baby. You're a writer. You just don't go from act one to act three. You know this. Come on, man. It's a segue, bro. Hold on. Uh, Jason Jones in the chats wouldn't know about my Infinity War poster behind me. That one right there. And I'm going to get to it. Um, So, again, the Zone Comic Shop. Check it out. He had a huge, huge, huge turnout for Free Comic Book Day. If you guys didn't get out, that is a fantastic day to get out. 
free comic books, uh, big sales, especially at the zone. So that was a lot of fun doing that show live there because we had people like coming in to look at comics and then they were kind of just hanging out and like, it was really cool. It was like, wasn't like a, like a live audience, like, <laughs> like a like with a laugh track and stuff. But it was pretty cool because, you know, you could see when you would say something that people would shake their heads in agreement or, like, kind of look at their buddy and go, man, these guys are fucking goofs. But we're, like, 60 pounds bigger than everybody in that room, so no one's really going to say shit to us anyway, uh, especially Sam. Sam just makes me look like a fucking peanut. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> no, Josh, that's not true. Yo, you, no, it's not the pre-show ritual. Uh, that's funny though. That's funny stuff. Uh, the chat gets me distracted guys. It's like squirrel squirrel. Uh, so but yeah. All right. So check out the zone comic and toy shop in Louisville, Kentucky. Check out the collector zone cantina on Facebook or collectorzone.com, whatever you want. I'm also proud member of the giant size team up network with shows like botch breaking the panel, toy power, Pokemon go geek versus how's that for slow reading, Jason eat it. Uh, but no, those are great shows, guys. Uh, please check them out. I mean, there's like I listen to Botch on a weekly basis because those guys they 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 really do it right. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life, but listening to those guys really really make me want to play. I mean, like I so bad want to go to Philadelphia just to sit in and and play them. All right. So anyway, uh, here we go. But fuck, dude, we gotta talk about this shit, man. Motherfuckers were turning to ash. Peter Parker's death literally made me fucking ball. Like, I was like, oh my God, Tony, save your kid. He doesn't have a father, Tony. You're hit. You're it, dude. You're it. Groot, oh my God. Thanks a lot, James Gunn. Not only did I almost ball when Groot fucking feathered away, but then you had to tell me his last words were dead. Dude, he looked at Rocket and said, I am Groot. Dude, that's fucking heartbreaking. I see it the second time and I almost had to like look away because I didn't want to see it. It's fucking horrible, dude. Uh, I don't know if Tom Holland, Rocky asked if Tom Holland, uh, Tom Holland improv that. I don't know. Tom Holland is a fucking amazing actor, you guys. Like, I'm no Spider-Man fan. And I really gave two shits when they cast Tom Holland. Um, but that motherfucker could act. In Homecoming, when all the brick is on top of him, and he's like, kind of like me under uh, 135 on the squat rack. Like, screaming like a little bitch. I was like, oh my God, somebody please help this kid. Like, he 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 lets you know that Spider-Man is a kid. He's not some 30-year-old playing a fucking high schooler. He's a child. And it, it Tom Holland's amazing. A fucking big Tom Holland fan, dude. And what a great moment. You know, they always say there's never small parts, only small actors. That's case in point. Tom Holland. Didn't get as much screen time as some of the others. But man, when the one scene he gets to fucking nail it, he nails it. Uh, so dude, Gamora, come on. Uh, we need to talk. Peter Quill, you motherfucker. I'd throat punch you if I could get a hold of you. I'm mad at Peter Quill. Fucker. He fucked us. Fucked all of us. 
fucked us. So, so we got some shit to talk about. We got some shit to get off our chest. All right. The number one thing that I get uh, is, you know, I think we can all agree that that opening scene with Thanos and the Hulk was fucking awesome. All right. Like, holy shit, yo. You're starting it off like that. Maybe arguably one of the best scene, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, other than when Thor comes down with the fucking hammer. I cried. Like, tears of fucking amazement, man crushness, and joy streamed from my face. There was a really hot chick with huge tits beside me. Did not give a fuck. I let it all come out as Thor brought the fucking thunder. But other than that, the Hulk scene with Thanos was amazing. Now, uh, I'm going to tackle several questions in this. Maybe the first one being, how could Thanos beat the Hulk like that? Thanos is a bad motherfucker, that's why. And just like in Ragnarok, when Hela crushed the hammer... They're letting, the Marvel directors are letting you know right off the bat the power level of these characters. Hella, not to be fucked with. Thanos, bitch smacked the Hulk. Bitch smacked him. Bitch smacked. Like, oh my God. And like, it was dope because he was fucking moving around and then he fucking gave him that Muay Thai knee. I'm like, damn, Thanos had some Muay Thai. If that motherfucker would have put him in an arm bar or something, I might have fucking spewed my pants because now he's a fucking black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu even. Uh, but no, great fight scene. It shows you right off the bat. And, and, and contrary to what I've seen on the internet, there's no way. The, the, the Power Stone was never activated. All through the movie, when the glove... Ah! Ah! Watch! Visuals. I got visuals for you, kids. The ghost of Mr. Rogers is back. Oh, my God. So when Thanos activated a stone, it lit up, and he whooped some ass with it, okay? The power stone was never activated in his fight with the Hulk. I heard, I've seen it several times on the internet. That's wrong, kids. The Power Stone never lit up. That was just Thanos without the Infinity Gauntlet whooping that ass. Okay? So, Thanos. Bad dude. The Mad Titan. Titans in the comic books were basically created by the Celestials as playthings. Um, in, in here, we really don't get a lot of backstory on the Titans. But they're bad dudes. Thanos, obviously, pretty bad fucking dude. What happened to the Titans? Well... Thanos kind of explained that. He explained that their world, it, it, it seems reminiscent to me of Krypton. You know, Jarrell's telling it, well, d hold on, Brian Michael Bendis fans. I know he's retcon and everything. He was at DC two days and decided to retcon an American icon. But let's just go before Michael Bendis and say that Krypton basically exhausted its resources and the planet couldn't survive because of it. 
So that's what happened to Titan. How Thanos got away, don't know. Uh, well, he's seen it coming. So maybe he's like, fuck this. I'm out of here, bitches. Um, but so Thanos, very tough dude. Now, the, the, the other thing is the Hulk being scared. Okay. Now, the Russo brothers have came out and said that the banner Hulk was in, in Sakaar. For two years, right? Two years. He was the champion. Everybody loved him. He was kind of his own man. And now when Banner needs him, he's kind of teaching Banner a lesson. Like, no. Come on. No. That's my that's my Hulk transformation uh, impersonation. It ain't bad. It ain't bad, guys. Come on now. Take, give me some CGI. It's great. Um, so yeah, bullshit Russo brothers. This is what I think. I think they got the estimate for, holy shit, we're going to CGI this. We're going to CGI that. You went Thanos and Hulk to fight in the opening scene. Uh, we're getting up there. You want to have Hulk in how many more scenes? Man, we're going to run over budget, over time. I don't know. I'm speculating. Why else wouldn't they have the Hulk? You've already established he's not that big of a player. Maybe it was because of the whole Black Order. If you got the Hulk, how tough was the Black Order now? You know what I mean? Just don't send him back to Earth. Leave him stranded on the, you know, out in space. It's not going to kill him. He's the fucking Hulk. Um, I don't know, but the Russo brothers' uh, reasoning why Hulk didn't come back out made no sense. And it doesn't play to the character that Marvel has, has made. Um, now granted, I think it makes perfect sense. He got his ass beat. Um, yeah, Jason says, uh, it's also reported they were over budget every day. There's no doubt they were over budget, but here's the argument that I get when I, when I give them my reasoning, why well, I think it was just going to be too, too expensive. Um, let me see here. My man in the chair. Yes, well, Funko, yeah, I'm going to get to that, uh, man in the chair. Casey Strohs, everybody, from uh, Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. Um, yeah, I'm going to get to that because Funko actually, they they spoiled that. Or they gave us that figure that was never in the scenes. Yes, and it was supposed to be against Cole Obsidian, which I hate that because that wasn't his fucking name. It was the Black Dwarf. But anyway... He was going to break out of the Hulkbuster armor. How awesome would have seen that be? They made a Funko Pop for that that scene, okay? But evidently, it was cut, all right? Again, it was cut because of budget reasons. Now, somebody said, it made a billion dollars in three days. You're right, it did. But let me tell you, it wasn't projected to make a billion dollars in three days, 72 fucking hours, a billion dollars worldwide? Are you shitting me right now? <laughs> That's, I mean, you can't even fucking fathom that. If they would have known that, fuck yeah, man. Let's fuck Josh Brolin. We'll just CGI all of Thanos. I mean, granted, Josh Brolin was fantastic. Um, oh, my God, Jason. <laughs> Jason keeps asking me this fucking post. Okay. I went to IMAX to see the, the movie. Actually, Jason, thank you, because I was going to segue into it before all this, but I didn't, because I'm stupid. Um, I went to IMAX to see it because it was shot with IMAX cameras, 
okay? And you supposedly got so much more of the screen and all this shit. So, let me tell you. Fuck IMAX. For one thing, IMAX does not know what air conditioning is. Every time I've been to IMAX, I've roasted the fuck up. Like I was in a goddamn oven. All right? I got the vanilla gorilla Big Sam next to me, 280 pounds of, like, the motherfucker's delt was, like, laying, laying on my head like this. Maybe that's why I was sweating. I thought that's why I was sweating. Well, then he's sweating, which he probably sweats all the time. But, like, I told you there was the hot girl beside me. She's, like, dabbing her face. So, granted, she had a ton of makeup on. But she was, like... She was sweating. It was hot. It's always hot in IMAX. Fuck IMAX. All right. I went and seen it again in the 3D theater, a three uh, 3DX theater. It's fantastic. I no nothing about it was any different. Now, I got my tickets on Fandango, and being a VIP member on Fandango, you get like special treatment. Oh, this was special treatment. You get this poster free when you pre-ordered your tickets. Now, there were several different ones, uh, but this was the only one that had Cap and Bucky in it. So, it's Cap, Bucky, Black Widow, and I believe War Machine. Yeah, that's War Machine flying in the background there. Um, I, believe, I believe Mondo did it. Um, shit, I don't know. I thought it was signed, but I don't guess it is. But, yeah, I got it free. It, yes. Um, was it $8? Yeah, yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it was shipping and handling. I don't know. But I know my Ragnarok poster that I got, it is signed by the artist. And same one, same deal. I pre-ordered my Ragnarok tickets to Fandango, got this poster. And it's going for a shit ton of money online. Because I was like, what the fuck? So, just saying, all you got to do is you know, sign up and you get these special offers when you pre-order your tickets. Not a big deal. But yeah, it's a pretty cool poster. I dig it. And it's Cap. Come on. Um, so yeah, back to the Hulk. I think it was just over budgeted. They they knew the movie was going to do well, but they can't justify that to the studio on how much they want, you know, the Hulk in it. Uh, and honestly, guys, this is my question to you all. Did it make a difference? Did, I mean, yeah, I love the Hulk, man. Fuck, like I said, that opening scene was fantastic. This movie... It, it didn't need it. It didn't need him. I think it was perfect the way they wrote him out of it. I don't agree with their reasoning, but I'm, the Hulk ain't never had his ass beat like that. Now, granted, you could say Thor would have whooped his ass that bad in Ragnarok if Grandmaster hadn't cheated, but he didn't. So Thor, Hulk has always won. That's his first real loss. So, you know, and let's, let's, let's not fuck it up too bad. Hulk psychologically probably hates the most stable dude, right? All right. So, but here's another big question. I have no answer for this. Valkyrie and Throg, where are they at? They were on the ship. Did they get away? I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. So, it's 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 different. I, I you know I don't know why they didn't mention it before i don't know why they didn't say um valkyrie and throg got a pod and took the rest of the asgardians away as thanos attacked that would have been fantastic one line would have explained the whole thing 
But we didn't get anything. We just we see Loki, we see Banner, we see Thor, we see dead bodies, and that's it. So don't know where Throg and Valkyrie were. Uh, uh, supposedly they got away. Um. Uh, I mean, yeah, may, maybe Meek and them were the half that were spared. Okay, well, to that argument, what half got spared in Xandar? Xandar didn't get spared. Xandar was destroyed. Like, there was no no half of Xandar. Xandar was decimated. I mean, they said that in the movie. So, you know, sometimes this half shit that Thanos does don't necessarily meet Thanos, which I've got a I've got a pretty good well, I tell you who cares about Xandar. You might care about Xandar if you get Richard Ryder as Nova. And I've got a theory about that. All with Avengers 4 stuff. All Avengers 4 stuff. We're getting through it, guys. Come on. We're getting through it. We're getting through it. All right. Enough about the Hulk. Enough about Valkyrie. Um, what happened on Xandar got fucking nuked. It got nuked, guys. Uh, he had the Power Stone. We didn't see it. All right. Fuck it. We'll get to it now. Xandar destroyed. We... we I mean, that's all we got, right? We don't know what happened in Xandar. This is perfect, and this is why. How awesome would it be if um, your boy John C. Riley's character, you know, because a lot of people wouldn't know if he made it or not. I doubt it. But what if the Nova Corps, as they were, you know, their, their death throes, if you will, there was an ability to transfer the transfer the all the Nova Force into like one person. Maybe it's one cadet that's left, Richard Ryder, Taryn. And they're like, look, dude, take this helmet. It's got all of our secrets in it. Get the fuck out of here. Richard Ryder goes wherever, and then we get a maybe a Nova movie in Phase 4. It has been talked about getting a Nova movie in Phase 4. I think them not giving us anything about the destruction of Xandar, not even in a, like a flashback scene, they're saving that shit. So, yeah, I think there's going to be ramifications. You just don't wipe out a, a planet and not not something come of it. Okay, so I think it's a perfect segue into... Nova. They had already been nuked already in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, I don't know about that. When did they get nuked in Guardians of the Galaxy? We didn't. We haven't heard anything about Xandar until Infinity War. I don't even know if they mentioned it. If they did mention it in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it was to say the Power Stone was safe on Xandar. I do remember that. So, the, this is the first time we've heard of them being wiped out, decimated, because he's got the Power Stone, which we've seen that in the trailer. We knew that was going to happen. Um, okay, somebody asked me this, and I hadn't really thought about it. How does Tony get back? How does Tony get back off of Titan? He's stuck in space. In Guardians of the Galaxy, we've seen the whole fleet wiped. No, not the, the whole fleet didn't get wiped out. There were still Nova Corps members because they fixed the ship. They took the Power Stone. If if Xandar didn't have any Nova Corps left, they would have decided to keep the Power Stone there and protect it. 
Like, there's Nova Corps members left. I I know I know what you're saying. When the Dark Aster was was uh, when they were trying to do the 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 net, the force field around it by connecting all their ship, a lot of them died and crashed to Xandar, but not all of them. So we, you know, if if so, they would have gave us that at the end of Guardians. So there's still Nova Corps there. Uh, like I said, who's going to protect the Power Stone? Uh, what's her name? Glenn Close is is gonna 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 keep the, the power stone safe with that fucking bun haircut but i will tell you uh after putting on the gauntlet would have been god damn it i keep gotta hit, hit seymour oh absolutely the power stone i mean yeah it could have definitely decimated uh the planet which that leads me to another question i was asked if Thanos has all this power, why like why is he struggling with these heroes? Like especially when they almost get the glove off of him. Um this is this is what I think. Thanos, even though he's a titan, he's still not a god. He's still new. It's just like any other superhero that gets an ability, if you've never had it before, you really don't know how to use it. So that's the reason, like, he's obviously having to think about activating these gems through the glove. And he still really doesn't know yet. Like, like when he destroyed this ship uh, in the beginning of the movie, like, he activates the power gem and you see the ship start to disintegrate. You know, he's got to be careful because he could disintegrate himself, right? Or, or the people around him. So, you know, he's, he's constantly, like, and as you can see as the movie goes on, he gets a little bit better with the stones. So I, I believe it was done perfectly, actually. So I think that that's why, you know, he wasn't as omnipotent as he could have been with the glove because he's still kind of learning how to do it. He would have been. And I think at the end, he, he still gets better. Um, and it's like there's been a debate on what Thanos said at the end. And it really doesn't make a difference. When Thor puts the hammer through his chest, which was dope, uh, he says you should have aimed for the head. Because if you hit if you kill my head, I can't will the stones to do anything. So you see, there's still like a, a, a transference going on. Um so yeah, so you know that's I mean that's my that's my theory on Thanos and and the stones. Um, all right, how how does Tony get back from Titan? Still don't know. Um, I got a feeling. I mean, Nebula's still there. Uh, Nebula's got a ship. That would be my first guess. So I mean, not really sure, but there has been talk that the battle is going to take place in outer space and not on earth. So maybe Tony stays out there. I don't know that that's we'll, we'll get to that. Um, a big one that I had, and we had a long talk about this. Me and some friends of mine, the Scarlet, Witch is the Scarlet, Witch's power set. Like she's so badass one moment. And then she's getting tossed around by the black order, you know, in the beginning of the movie, this is, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm like taking up for everything the movie did because I will say Marvel in a, in a movie here or there, 
they need to define exactly what her powers are. Like, even Thor says, oh, Earth has wizards now. That's that's my Thor impersonation. It's pretty good, I think. Um, I do it in the mirror to myself all the time to make myself feel better. So, you got to think it's good. Um, so, he even says there's wizards there. So, like, Doctor Strange is new to Thor, okay? So... He's been fighting alongside a Scarlet Witch, so her power's really not magic. And it all came from the Mind Stone, right? But she's still able to have these, like, these energy blasts. Like, her manipulating people in Age of Ultron, we get that. It came from, it came from the power, came from the Power Stone, or I'm sorry, the Mind Stone. So that makes sense. But, like, when she's able to, like, pick up those big-ass, I don't know, tractors from hell that were going to decimate Wakanda, basically, when she stopped those, you know, it's kind of like, and then your girl, uh, General Clay, is like, what's she doing up there the whole time? Obviously, Wanda's, she doesn't know about her power. Even Vision is like, I don't even know what this still is. I know it talks to me, but I don't know what it is. So I'm I'm really curious on how they're going to explain her power going forward because she is like fucking the baddest. And then, you know, she's doing nothing. Like she's getting tossed around. But obviously emotions get her really amped up. Like when they were going to kill Vision, she was Johnny on the spot. When those the death tractors were going to destroy everybody in Wakanda. She, you know, like when the when it when it's time for her to get her shit together, she does. So that's that's my theory on that. She doesn't know her abilities yet, but Marvel really needs to define exactly what her power set is, because uh, she's pretty badass, really. All right, um, let's see. Oh, everybody wants to know how Thanos knows who Stark is. Um, now. I had I had argued with two different people on this. And, you know, I'm wrong all the time. So, on my second viewing, definitely was 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 watching this. Thanos Thanos did not know about Tony Stark via the time stone yet. He hadn't had he didn't get the time stone yet. Spoiler alert, Andrew Fairweather, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert. Um, so, how did he know about Stark? Because Tony even says, oh, you know me. And Thanos even tells him, he says, hold on. He says, oh my God, what did he say? He says something like, you're not the only one. You aren't the only one to share in knowledge. That's what he tells Stark. So like, and this is my theory on the whole thing, okay? So people were saying, oh, he had the time stone. That's how he knew Stark's name because he's seen the same end game that Strange did. No, that's he didn't have the time stone yet, but he still knew who Stark was. I've got a theory. The theory is Stark was the one basically to destroy the T'Char- the, the Chitari. In Avengers 1, right? Took the nuke up through the portal, through it, hit that big-ass ship, all the Chitauri fall. They're a hive mind, okay? So they all operate with a, a singular consciousness. 
He destroyed that ship. Whoever was on that ship controlling him, the Chitari fall, the Chitari are done. That was Thanos's army, right? The Outriders, which we've seen in Infinity War, they're in the comics, they were genetically created for certain jobs to be soldiers, to do shit that Thanos wanted done. He was that was his army, not the Chitari. But we've seen when they when he destroys Gamora's homeworld, he's using Chitari, which obviously came before Avengers 1. So, with that being said, it, you know, it stands to reason that Thanos knew that this armored Avenger killed the Chitari, like basically wiped out the Chitari, his his army. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing. I'm spitballing here. Um, but now what's weird is, and this is what I find very strange, this whole scene of him and Pepper Potts talking about the dreams that he's having about wanting to name the kid Morgan after his uncle, which is from the comic books, by the way. I need to drink on that one. Um, well, okay, Brett. Brett says, hold up. The Chitauri were only a fraction of his army. The Dark Elves could have been a part of his army, too. No. And this is why. This is why I say no. We didn't see anybody but the Chitauri and the Outriders. Now, the Outriders came after the Chitauri. We haven't seen the Chitauri before. Loki made the deal. Thanos sent his army. That's what they called it. His army, the Chitari. Okay? We've seen the Chitari on Gamora's homeworld. The Dark Elves were with Malekith. Okay? Malekith and the Dark Elves, they were never mentioned working with Thanos or anything. Malekith knew of the Aether. Okay? So, I don't think there's any relation or correlation with Thanos and the Dark Elves. The Chitauri were his army. They were defeated by the Avengers, either by Stark, or maybe Thanos said, you know what, you motherfuckers suck. Uh, some some Terrans beat you. I'm going to make my own soldiers. And he made the Outriders, which are the, the crazy monster motherfuckers that we see in Infinity War that were amazing. So, and in the comic books, they were genetically created by Thanos. Thanos was a scientist before he was anything on, on Titan. So, that's what I would say to that. Uh, I don't think the Dark Elves are, are his army. Um, okay, so back to Stark having these dreams of his, his uh, having kids. And he kept talking about how real it was. And the whole time, even now, I'm like, why did they put this scene in the movie? I don't understand what what this what that scene was about. But it's weird because I feel like Thanos and, and Tony are very closely related. They'll both do anything to save their world. Like, and nothing but destruction follows them. Tony's the same way. I mean, fucking Ultron, uh, even though he wasn't re totally responsible for uh, the nanotech in Avengers 3, was it? Um, I mean, he ended up adopting it. Uh, you know, so, you know, he's, he's, and he even says, Thanos has been living in my head for six years. He tells Strange and Wong that. So it's like, they have this connection. I don't know what it is. Tony obviously was taken back by Thanos knowing who he was. So, I think there's something bigger at play here. I have no idea what it is. I just think it's weird that out of all the scenes that could, could get cut from a movie, 
Why the fuck would you leave that scene in there? I don't know. I think it's strange. But anyway. Um, all right. So, and why did Strange kill Tony? Oh, why did Strange save Tony? All right. Same thing. Um, Strange obviously seen in in his one out of 17 million, was it 17 million, 14 million? A bunch of timelines. He knew that Tony's the linchpin. Tony's the linchpin in the end game, as he called it. That's why he gave up the time stone for him. He already told him, I'll let you and the fucking kid die to protect the time stone. That's like serious shit. That's serious business. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he gives it away. And even Tony's like, no, don't do it. But Strange has already seen that Tony is the key player in if they're to beat Thanos this one time out of how many ever million, then that is, that's got to be Tony that does it. Okay. Um, let's see. Even he said he would let them. Oh, and the kid died. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, uh, I wrote a funny note to myself, which you all wouldn't find funny at all. Um, so, oh yeah, Thanos and Stark, Cosmic Bros. Uh, all right, this is this is this was one that I attacked with fucking vigor of a Viking because they're, they're talking shit about my boy. All right, to me, the baddest motherfucker in the movie, other than Thanos, no doubt, the baddest motherfucker, Thor. Holy fucking shit. Thor. Thor, man. God damn. That son of a bitch is fucking raw, buddy. So everybody was like, dude, that's fucking bullshit. Why did he, you know, he didn't need his hammer and Ragnarok. So why did he, why did he, Thanos him kick his ass in the very beginning of the movie, which we don't see. And then he, he's, he goes on this trek to find a hammer. I got, I got all the answers in the world for you. Okay. A, he didn't win in Ragnarok. It was Ragnarok. Asgard was fucking destroyed. He basically held Hela off as long as he could and had to let Surtur loose to destroy Asgard for them to even fucking get away. And we know Hela's not dead. Hell no. Hella no. Ah, see what I did there? Um, It's kicking in. Um, so, no, he didn't win. He needed his fucking hammer. Now, I know what Odin said. You didn't never need your hammer, all right? But now, Thor needs his hammer to kill Thanos. Why? And everybody's like, you know, he got his ass kicked by Thanos. Again. Yeah, Thanos kicked the Hulk's ass. Now, and he had the whole Black Order with him. So, it's Thor and Loki him thou maybe put up a good fight. Looks like he did. And then you, you've got everybody else against Thor. So, and he wasn't dead. He put up a pretty good fucking fight. So, and then he says, he tells the Guardians, what kind of weapon? The Thanos killing kind. And then what did Anitri say when he got, got to ne Nevelivir or whatever the fuck it is? That's a made up word. No, it's not. Uh, that was funny as shit. You know, what, what kind of weapon, you know? And Nietzsche tells him, this is a weapon for a king. Thor was never a king. He was a prince. Mjolnir was a hell of a weapon. And he said, even this weapon 
in theory, can summon the Bifrost. It's a fucking powerful-ass weapon, okay? So Stormbreaker, Stormbreaker, badass fucking weapon. Obviously, I mean, he put a hole in Thanos' chest, right? So he needed the fucking hammer, all right? And, you know, Thor with the fucking hammer like that, the ha- you know, like a hammer for a god king, you know, that's, that's a fucking tough combo. So then when he shows up with the, the power of the Bifrost, that was another thing. How did Thor get there so quick? He had the power of the Bifrost. They say that when he made the hammer. It, it, in theory, which, you know, and Eitri didn't know that it could summon the Bifrost. Like, it should be able to, and it did. So, Thor, bad motherfucker, dude. You don't want to fuck with that dude. Um, yeah, and Stormbreaker, for you that don't know, was the hammer of Beta Ray Bill in the comic books. Um, maybe not quite as tough as Mjolnir, but obviously in, in the MCU, it is the hammer to fucking have. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, Rocky's asking, is Groot a part of Stormbreaker? I would definitely say Groot is a part of Stormbreaker. Um, now, you know, he cuts his cuts his hand off, um, you know, to, to create the handle, which was an awesome scene by a little punk-ass you know, adolescent Groot. Um, you know, Groot's kind of been, you know, he's a punk kid, right? We were all been there. Uh, some of us are still there. But, yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. And, yeah, so, like... I guess what Rocky, I guess what you're asking, Rock, is like group, like could there be another group in the handle? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I think he just used that part of himself to create the handle. Um, so I don't think there's going to be like another group sprout out of the handle. I think it's it's and can he regenerate from that? Um, no, because that was part of him. Like, the Groot part that faded away at the end of the movie, that's Groot. That was Groot. So, um, you're wrong. (laughs) I may be wrong, but I don't think we're going to see, like, Thor swinging a hammer and Groot's head come out and be like, hey, I am Groot. I don't think you're going to see that. Um, I think that was just part of him. It's just like if if Groot makes a projectile and throws it like like a... fucking bunch of twigs at somebody's missiles and are they all going to become a group no well there'd be fucking groups running around everywhere when he blew up in guardians uh and there's little pieces of group everywhere now there was a piece that resurrected but Groot has an essence or he did he does in the comic books and i i, I would say james gunn is 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 playing it pretty close on that um, there's an essence to Groot. It's like when he when the little lights that come out that light up everything, you know, in the comic books, that actually is a healing ability too. Like if you have an injury, Groot can heal you with his essence. So it's his essence that causes him to regenerate. So no, Rocky, you're fucking wrong, bud. Uh no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, we could get Groot out of the handle. I don't know, that'd be great. And I will come on the show and be like, oh, my God, Rocky Deersing was correct. And I was wrong. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great scene. Pretty cool uh, that Groot is part of the fucking Stormbreaker. It's awesome as a handle. Uh, yeah, some people didn't know. You know, James Gunn did confirm 
that oh yeah jason that's very very quick that's that's exactly what i was gonna talk about that groot's last words were dad to rocket which really man brings everything like when you start thinking about that because this is what i do like when i i think of nothing else really to be honest uh shit like this like so he looks at rocket as his dad okay you know gamora's the hot aunt drax is the crazy drunk uncle Peter is fucking Peter. I'm sure he's an uncle of some kind. You know what I mean? So it's like that's his surrogate family if he's looking at Rocket as as his father, which, you know, Rocket was there. Now, this is something that some of you may not know. I'm sure most of you do. But that Groot is not the same Groot as Guardians of the Galaxy. Different Groots. James Gunn confirmed it. Um... That is not the Groot from Guardians. That Groot is dead. He died. At baby Groot, which turned into adolescent Groot, is a new Groot. Yeah, that's the reason he's baby Groot. And then that's the reason he's adolescent Groot. Because he's different. He's not even a reincarnation. He is the offspring of the original Groot. Uh, so, which, yeah. That's different than the comic books, guys. So when Gunn said that, Gunn, if you don't follow James Gunn on Twitter, you really miss out on a lot of shit. James Gunn's very good about like dispelling rumors and like, oh no, that's not true. This is a this is a different group. I was like, what? What? That's a different group. So yeah. So there's that. Just in case you didn't know. Uh, okay. This is the biggest one that I've got. Um, I'm gonna drink for this one. This is the therapy session part. A lot of death. Gamora, Bucky, uh, Hemdall, uh, Groot, all the guardians besides Rocket, which I was pretty happy about actually. Um, Peter, uh, you know, so many, so many deaths. All right, we got the original Avengers still, but there was a lot of death. Um, we've got. Um, Black Panther. All right, these are big ones, guys, and this is why. Like, Sam, me on, on Meet Heads on Movies, Sam and I were like, man, we really, or Sam was like, I really wish they would have used Cap, Tony, and Thor because we know their contracts are coming up. It would have made it like a little more believable that, oh shit, this is how they die. Well, that's true for the people in the know. The average moviegoer and a lot of the people uh, that go and see this movie, they don't know that shit. They don't know Sebastian Stan's got a fucking 40-picture deal with Marvel. They don't know that Spider-Man 2 and Guardians 3 have been green-lit. They don't know that shit. We were, it, it was funny. We were just talking about going down the hallway. We were in the bathroom. and uh, Not together because there's not a st- Even a handicapped stall wouldn't fit us two. So there was a like uh, there was a black dude in there and he was all like, ah dog, that's fucked up, yo. Killing Spider-Man? What the fuck? Like the dude was upset, man. He is like really upset that Spider-Man was dead. Yeah. That's the audience that they they make movies for, guys. They do us a little bit, but that you know. When Spider-Man and Black Panther faded away, you heard the crowd go, 
Like, it was a hush over the fucking crowd. Um, Jason Rivera wants to ask, how does Red Skull fit in this all? Um, if, if I have to ding this movie for certain parts, the Red Skull part's going to be a ding. Um, we, well, I ain't going to say we all knew. A lot of us speculated that Skull wasn't dead. The Tesseract transported him somewhere. It's the Space Stone. Makes sense, right? Well, why the Soul Gem chose Red Skull to be its spokesperson is a little weird to me. It's kind of like they just wanted to bring Skull back, which I was a little let down, and I'll tell you why. I like when like when Thanos and Gamora show up, and there's this entities talking to them, and it's kind of like wisping around in this robe i was like oh shit death which death was an embodiment in the comic books was an actual person and thanos was in love with him and i was like oh that's really cool callback to the comics they're bringing this wispy skeleton lady like character but then i it was a it was a dude of course and i'm like oh wait a minute they're making death a dude that's weird and then you see skull okay which I, I maybe the Russos were kind of like it's kind of like a play on images. Death was either a beautiful woman's face or a skeleton head, red skull. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, it's just weird to me that they brought Skull back like they did. How does he fit into it? They made him fit into it. I don't think he actually does. If I'm being totally honest, uh, I don't want to call it a misstep by the Russos, but. You know, I don't know. I would rather the school have came back another way and been a player. You know what I mean? Yeah, threw me through a loop. Well, you know, I was so excited to see the skull. I mean, you're like, yes, I was right. He's alive. But, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I'm going to force this in here. And the crowd will love it. And, you know, for the most part, did it, did it, did it make a fucking difference is my question. Not really. I would have rather seen a great character, a great villain like Red Skull used better. I'd like to use as a villain and not some bitch. You know what I mean? Because he was kind of a bitch. Uh, but back to the death, okay? All these people that have died, yeah, we know they're going to, you know, they could, they could come back. But, but here's a thought. Spider-Man. I love Tom Holland. I gushed about him at the beginning of the show. The new Spider-Man movie doesn't have to be Tom Holland, guys. It could be Miles Morales. And why? Because Miles Morales exists. It, he was in Homecoming. Uh, Donald Glover's character, the Prowler, which he was in the comic books, the Prowler, his, he says he has a nephew named Miles. It's Miles Morales because that was the Prowler's nephew. Okay. So, Miles Morales exists. He could be taking on the Spider-Man mantle somehow. All right? It doesn't have to be Tom Holland. Not saying they won't bring Holland back, but this new movie doesn't have to be Tom Holland. Okay. I think it will. Just saying it doesn't have to be. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. You still got Rocket. You still got Nebula. Okay? Rocket and Nebula are going to form the core group. Starhawk, Matronex, Charlie 44, and uh, there was another one there. And Guardians 2. 
There was a, another group of Guardians before this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy that we know with Star-Lord and Gamora and them. All right, so the new Guardians film could be those guys. Doesn't mean Peter's coming back. Doesn't mean Gamora's coming back. Um, now, we're going to get to that, okay? Well, fuck it. We're here. Let's just do it. I think they're all in the Soul Stone. I kind of had mentioned that in that little video I did the day after the movie that I spoiled the movie for uh, for for Andrew. Um, well, he, okay, he Brett said let's not forget Adam Warlock. Well, Warlock's not dead, okay? Warlock was created. Um, ah, the name of the race escapes me from from Guardians Two, the Sovereign. The Sovereign created him. Um, we know we're not seeing Adam Warlock till. Guardians 3. He's not going to be in Captain Marvel. He's not going to be in Avengers 4, but he's going to be in Guardians 3, okay, which comes out two years from now, if I'm correct. Someone will, I'm sure, will correct me on the dates. So, Adam's not, Adam's not nowhere yet, okay? Not at nowhere, which Thanos is fucking destroyed. But, I feel like a lot of these characters are trapped in the Soul Stone, okay? I believe that's where Thanos seen little baby Gamora at the end when she asked, asked him, what was the cost? Did it, what was the cost? Did you do it? Yes, what was the cost? Everything, okay? So, I, I believe Gamora, yeah, we've seen her body, but I believe her soul is in Soul World, that's where Adam Warlock used to reside in the comic books. It's a whole place. Okay. Um, Jason said it was weird to hear people in the movie theater asking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Sam. What did Sam think it meant? I forget. And I'm like, nah, dude. That was Captain Marvel. That's Captain Marvel's symbol. And he was like, oh. Yeah, I guess it could have been. Shit, I can't remember what Sam thought it was now. But I was like, no, nah, dude, that's Captain Marvel. So even Sam, being the comic geek he is, got it wrong to begin with. Um, but yeah, so so all these people, I think, are trapped in the Soul Stone. Now, here's here's kind of a, a little, uh, I don't want to say a spoiler, but we'll, we'll get into them. Uh, we're going to get into it in a minute. All right. Uh, what happened to the gauntlet? This is a big one. Okay. The Infinity Gauntlet fucking blows up. Like, when Thor's got the hammer in his chest, and he's like, shit, it went from my head, and boom, and you see it. I mean, it singed Thanos' arm. Even at the very end of the movie, when Thanos, Thanos is watching the sunset, you can see his arm is still burnt. Okay? Now, why did that happen? All right? There's a bunch of questions with that thing blowing up. Uh, and here they are. <laughs> Um, okay. I, this is what I think. The soul stone is, they even say the soul stone is special out of all the infinity stones. It's very special to the infinity stones. Oh yeah, Brett. Yeah. It blew up. The, 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 the gauntlet is done. It's toast. Okay. So. The Soul Stone, I think, maybe 
reacting with the others, maybe just the sheer force of eliminating half of the fucking sentient life in the galaxies uh, was just too much for it. Uh, Amitri makes a hell of a weapon, but even that had its limits. So it burnt. All right. Several questions arise from that. A, where are the stones? Does Thanos still have them in the glove? Okay, let's just assume he does. But I really don't know. Because at the end, when he's coming out of his little tent on whatever little rock he's on, he doesn't have the gauntlet. Okay, but it obviously teleported him somewhere. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see where I'm going with this? Did it teleport him to the soul stone? I don't know. I don't know. This is all, we're all being theoretical here. But can another one be made? Amitri uh, can't, can't make another one. He barely made another fucking hammer with Thor's help. Okay? So I don't think another one can be made unless Stark makes it. Stark made his own element and he created nanotech. If anybody can make another fucking gauntlet, Stark. Maybe that was what Strange seen in the Endgame. Stark is the genius. He can make another gauntlet. All right? Um, okay, say they make another gauntlet. Where are you going to get the stones at? Let's just say you have the stones. Who could fucking wear it? Thor? If anybody, maybe Thor. But maybe not even Thor. I don't know. Um, where are the stones? We said that. And this is a big one. This is a big one. Uh, yeah, Suri. Yeah, I think I think we're going to see a lot of Suri. And I'm getting to that, Rock. I'm getting to that. Yes, Suri, you know, especially, I thought it was a great scene when Banner, go, when she goes, why didn't you just attach the neurons separately? And Banner goes, well, because we didn't think about that. <laughs> It was great. It shows you. She's like, oh, well, I'm sure you tried. Like, Patton Banner on the head. He was like one of the smartest dudes in the MCU. Like, oh, you tried, you little dork. You know, like, oh, white people are so stupid. Oh, that was funny. Um, yeah, Suri could definitely probably make something, especially if her and Stark put their minds to it. And let's face it, Panther's gone. Who are they going to look to? It's got to be Suri. It's, Suri's got to, like, step up now. She's the smartest. She's she's got. I mean, in the comic books, she was the Black Panther for a while. So, you know, hey, who knows? I think I think she could definitely create a gauntlet. If anybody could, her and Stark could do anything together. Um, now, this is the big question I have with the Infinity Gauntlet being gone. How tough is Thanos now? Black Order's dead. He's probably got some Outriders left. I don't know. Thor fucked them up pretty good, too. How tough is Thanos now? I don't know. Is Thanos in the Soul Stone? I don't know if Thanos is. I think he accessed it when he spoke to Gamora. But when he's watching the sunrise, because he says that, what will you do? What will you do if you accomplish your goal? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and watch a sunset on a grateful galaxy. So, um, yeah, yeah. Brett thinks that the stones merged with Thanos. I don't know. Um, why do you need a gauntlet then? If they merged with him, 
um, he would still be a god. Um, I don't think, I don't think, I, I mean, hey, anything's fucking possible. Um, Jason Brewer said maybe he's back on Gamora's world. Uh, he could be. He said that world has flourished now uh, since he wiped out half the population. He said, hey, it's 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 a great world now. It's I saved it. I'm a savior, which was another just a fantastic move by Marvel taking a maniacal evil character that he was in the comic books, which he was always one of my favorites in the comic books, and they made him so much better. He's not the bad guy from his perspective. The Avengers are the bad guys because they're trying to stop him from saving the fucking universe. Okay? Now, I mean, I've heard this argument, and it's it's funny, but it, it doesn't hold water to me. If Thanos had all this power... Why did he have to eliminate half of the population? Why didn't he just create more resources? Okay. And my answer to that is he tells you that. He tells you the answer. He says that the universe has a finite limit of resources. Life is what goes unchecked. That tells you all you need to know. He can't create more resources because life is going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's going to have to keep creating more resources. It's way easier to snap his fingers and take out half of population. So, and then the resources can catch back up and then we can have, you know, millions of years of prosperity or whatever. He's saying that and he's probably saying that this probably needs to be done every so often, to be honest. But life is what goes unchecked. So, uh, that's why I don't think that, that, that holds water with me. Um, can another be made? Um, oh, here's another one. Um, why didn't strange, if he's seen the way on how to beat Thanos, the one way out of 14 million and some change, why didn't he tell him, why didn't he tell him the way? Like, what's the plan? Why didn't he tell him that before he feathered away? We don't know that he didn't. You know, it cuts back and forth. So in Avengers 4, we could get that scene where when he goes, it's the end game now. And then it cuts away. Maybe in Avengers 4, after he says that, he's like, look, you got to go here. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then, but here's another theory to that. You know, if it, you know, we all we're all nerds, and we all like time travel shit. We've all seen a thousand movies, a thousand TV shows, or a thousand books about time travel. Different rules apply to different genres, right? Or whoever, different authors have different rules about time travel. If you know too much about your your predestination, you're liable to fuck it up. So if Strange tells Tony something. It may be too much, like, you know, you can't, he, Tony has to find this way himself. You know, this end game has to play out unadulterated because that's the timeline that Strange seen. He's seen him saving Tony from Thanos. He's seen Tony doing what he does. He can't tell him because this is how that timeline plays out. Okay. Uh, now, Brett says Captain Marvel. Um, I'm really curious on how Captain Marvel plays into this. And here's another big question. 
if Nick Fury had a way to contact Captain Marvel all this time, because, you know, her movie's set in the 90s, so way before Avengers 1, okay? Why the fuck didn't he hit the pager then? I mean, is are we talking it takes her a while to get there? We wouldn't go, she wasn't going to get there in time. He didn't know that Shatari could have. He just got this ragtag group together, uh, had to fake a death of one of his most trusted buddies to get it to even come off, and they still could have lost. Why didn't he hit it then? So, yeah, you know, okay, in the comic books, she had no shot. She had no shot to beat Thanos. So, I don't know... Yeah, she's been off world. No, trust me, that's you're, that's that's not a prediction. She's been off world. Um, but what kind of range does this pager have? <laughs> that's a fuck. That ain't no motherfucking Motorola pager. Let me tell you, that sub bitch wouldn't get me from here to the fucking street. But you know, he obviously had a way to contact her. I do believe. I believe you're right, Brad. I believe she was off world, uh, fighting scrolls, fighting Kree, whatever. Uh, the pager looks odd because it's from the 90s. It's 90s tech. Um, I, that's my theory. That's why it looks so weird, right? And it may be space age because I don't think it's like, um, you know, like a normal pager or communication device from Earth. I believe it's something that she gave Fury and said, hey, this can reach me no matter where I'm at in the galaxy. Hit that motherfucker if you need me. So, but my question is, is, you know, Fury didn't really know what the fuck was going on, but somehow he knew to hit it. You know, he's Fury, but why did this escalate him to hit it when other catastrophes, Ultron, uh, the Chitauri invading, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's a little weird, but um, I'm curious where Marvel fits in. I know she's badass. We're going to need her firepower for sure, but in the comic books, she can never take Thanos, ever. Silver Surfer, which embodied the power cosmic couldn't fucking take Thanos. So not sure what she could do, but she's going to be badass, No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah. Why, that, that was great. Great segue guys. Cause that was my next one. Uh, why did Fury wait to call Captain Marvel? Is Thanos in the soul stone? We went over that. Um, I've got another one here. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Got all kinds of them. Okay. Um, now now we can get into okay hold on here hold up she was supposed to be the most powerful avenger of all who said that where's that written uh she ain't more powerful than thor and i'll debate that all fucking day long okay well that's news to me if feige said that i didn't know that um and and and, and granted you let me let me let me let me say this you can't believe shit Feige and him say. They throw red herrings out there all the time because they don't want you to know what's coming next. Uh, they're going to give you an answer, and she she may be the most powerful Avenger. I'm not saying she's not. We don't know that. We don't know anything about her until she shows up, uh, you know, in in her movie. Which she's going to be she's going to be tough. They were waiting to put her in this role. They were waiting for Infinity War. I mean, it's all part of their plan. Now, you had to show it to me, Brett. I don't remember, remember saying that. I mean, I don't, I mean, 
you see how fucking strong Thor is. It's hard for me to believe that she's stronger than Thor, but she may be. Um, yeah, hey, and uh, Jason said, "Fuck it, bring in Deadpool and X Force." Um, we've we've got you know, there's ways to get into that, and see, that's another thing. We know Phase Four. Now, this is the only stuff that I know about. Is Phase Four? They're really wanting to get into the cosmic stuff. That's the reason they're introducing Captain Marvel. Um, so, but with doing that, with Avengers four coming out, there's going to have to be, we already know that there's time travel involved. We know that we've seen the set photos or I've seen the set photos and they're recreating scenes, uh, of the battle of New York. Uh, Haley Atwell has already said she's making her return to the MCU. So that's, uh, Sharon Carter's mother, um, fuck, her name escapes me. Um, but you know, not Linda Carter, <laughs> that's fucking Wonder Woman. Um, but yeah, so she's coming back. So there's going to be some time travel involved. But I feel like Ant Man and Hawkeye not playing roles in this movie. I got a feeling that whatever they're doing is going to come into play somehow. I really feel like the Ant-Man Wasp movie is going to involve the quantum realm. And in the quantum realm, you can time travel. You can have multiple uh, multiple universes. And in that, that's a perfect way to pull, and I've said this on the show before, to pull stuff from the Sony market, stuff from Fox, Pull what works into the MCU. Pull the X-Men that have worked. Pull Deadpool. Pull Cable. Pull all those guys over from the... You you can do that now with the Quantum Realm. And they've already said that this is going to be more of a heist movie. But they are going to explore the Quantum Realm because they're going to look for the original Wasp. And she's the lost in the Quantum Realm somehow. So, and I feel like that's what saves Wasp and Ant-Man from either one of them possibly being taken away by Thanos' snap because they're in this realm where it's, it's a, the quantum realm, if you don't know, is a place devoid of time and space. So, if you're in it, you're safe. Ah, you can't touch me. Get out of it. You're subject to the laws of the universe, I guess. So I think there's going to be a lot to do in that. Now, here was something that I was thinking about watching Black Panther again the other day. That ancestral plane that Black Panther enters um, when he's talking to his father. Okay. Now, we know Wakanda was hit with an infinity stone. We don't know which one. It was a big one. And from it vibranium grew or was created that flower the the herb that gives a black panther his abilities the way they they get into the ancestral plane where they make that tea like an ayahuasca magic mushroom tea um so you know did that come from the soul stone was that the soul stone that hit wakanda is that the way in to Soul World to get these heroes back? I don't know. 
I just thought it was interesting because they never tell you what Infinity Stone hit Wakanda. So now the bigger question is, how did the Soul Stone get from hitting Earth to Baltimore or whatever it was called? No fucking clue. No clue at all. Uh, don't even know if it was the Soul Stone. But I think it's weird that this this stone created these abilities in, in these herbs and stuff, but there's no connection. You know what I mean? I don't think that's, I think there's a connection there. And now the bigger question is, is Killmonger burnt all that shit, didn't he? Or did he? I don't know. Um, you know, someone may have took one at the last minute. And we end up finding out in, in another movie. I don't know. But, uh, in Siri, you know, Siri's crafty. She may have foreseen someone burning the field and took some of the herbs herself and, you know, kind of hit them. Um, and she did end up end up saving one in the movie. But maybe she had a stash that she just couldn't get to because the kingdom had been taken over by Killmonger at that point. They were, they were vigilantes. Or, I'm sorry, fugitives in Wakanda. So, you know, a lot can happen. This is all, we're all in speculation town now anyway. Um... Okay, let's see. Oh, Tony, we, we talked about this. Tony creates a way to use the stones. Uh, again, why not? He created a new a new element. He's created nanotech. Him and Siri, like I said, we, me and Rocky were saying earlier, they could fucking do anything together. So if anybody can use the stones, it would be them. Now, again, you know, Brett thinks that the stones... Uh, you know, merged with Thanos. Um, you know, we don't know where the glove is. We don't know if the stones are still in the glove. There's a lot we still don't know. So I think it's I think it's really cool. Um, and where the hell's Hawkeye? Hawkeye, where the fuck, dude? What we need an arrow. We need an exploding arrow. We need a boxing glove arrow. Don't you have one of those? Like punch Thanos in the face? How awesome would that have been, honestly? Um, yeah, fuck it. Hawkeye can't do shit. But I do feel like they left him out on purpose. Like, I know they said, oh, he took a deal. It was too hard on his family, blah, blah, blah. But I just, you know, is he around? Did he feather away? I don't know. You know, there's a lot of them that feathered away. Um, this was my, I had this on another show, and I'll go ahead and share it, share it here. Okay, quantum realm, multiple dimensions, time travel, what have you. Okay, cap. Tony, Thor, the original Avengers, they're all still around, right? Banner. So, they go back in time. We know there's probably going to be a 1940s setting because we've got the original uh, uh, shit. Carter. Uh, we got the original Sharon Carter. Okay, not the original Sharon Carter. What was her name? Haley Atwell's character, whatever her name was. So, what if Captain America dies bringing Bucky back to the present and in doing so Bucky takes up the mantle of the shield okay now I'm just I'm just speculating okay because you know in the movie in the original Peggy Carter thank you Jason God it was driving me nuts Peggy Carter uh, so we know there's probably going to be a 1940s World War II flashback, right? So what if 
Cap saves Buck, brings him back through time, but at the cost of his own life. And now Bucky has to take up the mantle of the shield. That would be one way to pass the torch. We know, we fucking know, Cap ain't making it out of Avengers 4. Chris Evans is not making it out. Dollars to fucking donuts, and I love donuts. He ain't making it. I want him to, but he ain't going to make it. Um, and like I said, Sebastian Sands got like, I think he's got like five more movies left on his Marvel deal. So he's going to be around for a minute. Uh, even though he's in Soul World or wherever he's at, he's coming back. But it would be pretty poetic and full circle if, you know, Steve letting him fall off of the bridge, you know, which ended up leading to him being the Winter Soldier, if somehow he corrected that and then say, you know, cost his own life on that same train. I don't know how I could write it. I'm no writer. Trust me. Uh, you see my notes, you would know that. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool. There's so much they could fucking do. Um, yeah, the White Wolf. I think the White Wolf has ran its course. Um, the White Wolf, um, you know, and I thought it was so cool too when when the, the first ship of Out, Outriders comes down and it hits the shield and it explodes and Bucky looks up and goes, God, I love this place. It's like, man, Bucky's at home here. Like, Bucky's at home. And the White Wolf in the comic books, he was a brother to T'Challa and he became the leader of their their guard, their police, and he became very militant, and it ended up leading to him and, and T'Challa splitting, and T'Challa ended up exiling exiling him. But he was very loved by the people there because they, he was still fighting for Wakanda. He just had very extreme uh, views on it. So that that was kind of the White Wolf in the comic books. So, yeah, maybe, you know, Bucky's going to be the mantle. Bucky is taking the shield, guys. They've, they've, they've uh, teased this in the, in the Winter Soldier when Cap throws his shield and Bucky catches it. And then when they're fighting in the street and Bucky takes the shield again and he's holding it and he's looking, he's looking at him, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, shit. So they've been teasing us with this. Uh, forever. I love Chris Evans. I don't ever want Chris Evans to leave, but if he wants to leave and fuck it, you know, whatever's best for him. Uh, but I love the white wolf character. You know, I just, I love Bucky. I mean, he's, I just, I love him. I mean, he's a fantastic character and I love it when T'Challa gives him the arm and Bucky takes one look at it and goes, where's the fight at? Like, Hey man, uh, I've rested. I owe these people. Um, they've helped me get some of myself back. Let's fucking rock and roll. You know, uh, the hair motherfucker needs a haircut. But other than that, I love the character. Um, and if it's gotta be a, tr a transition, then it's gotta be a transition. I understand that. So let's just fucking do it, man. And get it and get it going and have a new captain America. It's going to happen. I just want cats death to be epic and mean something like they did it fantastically in, in Infinity War with Gamora, with uh, Spider-Man. I mean, like, you know, even him, though, Loki, Loki, even Loki's death. It was like, oh, fuck, man. You know, Cap's death, dude, it's it's got to be a fucking gut punch. I mean, it's got to be worse than Logan. 
uh, you know, that movie's gut-wrenching anyway, but it's got to be worse than that, you know? So I just want it to be worthy of the character that Steve Rogers was. He deserves that. Hi, it's going to be a big undertaking, but I, 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 dude, the Russos, all my fucking faith in the fucking Russos. They haven't let me down yet. There's no way Infinity War should have lived up to his expectation. It crushed it, in my opinion. So I'm very, very, very excited uh, to see what comes next. And we've got, you know, less than a year, right? I don't know when the release date is. Maybe if Brett's still in the chat, maybe he can tell us when the release date is. Uh, it's close. I mean, like, not close. But it, it, we don't have to wait two years. It's next year, guys. Be around this time next year. We'll be having the same conversation going, oh, fuck. So, and we're either going to be like, God damn you, Russo brothers. Or we're going to be like, oh, my God. Ugh, Russo brothers. Ugh. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good time, guys. Great time to be a fucking nerd. I, I can't ever say that enough. Uh, it's just going to be fantastic. But... Fellas, that's all I really got. Um, I'm going to hang out a little bit more, but I'm going to stop the audio, but I'll hang out online on the live chat. Guys, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave me a review. Uh, if you know anybody that likes comic book shit and they think they might like the show, give them share an episode, share this episode, just share the page. That'd be fantastic. I'm on YouTube, Instagram. You can see all the videos on YouTube. This one will be up tomorrow at some time. Or no, probably not tomorrow, the next day at some time. Um, on the Facebook page is where I'm most active. All my videos are on the Facebook page, even some, uh, behind the scenes stuff. And even like my first impressions of movies, when I get out, I do a short video. So all that's on the Facebook page. So I'm really active there. Check out the Patreon, man. Uh, blazing or I'm sorry, patreon.com forward slash Patreon. No shit. Patreon.com forward slash blazing defender. Um, there's some, extra content that you can have um here we go avengers for may 3rd 2019 guys derby week again motherfuckers uh it's gonna be a blast i can't wait so dude less than a year man the countdown is already fucking on let's do it but it's gonna be a good time uh check out that patreon page guys every little bit helps me um like i lost my head like these aren't my normal headphones these are beats by the way, and they're not a sponsor of the show. I really wish they were, but they're not. And I had to, like, I couldn't find my headphones. I'm like, where the fuck are my headphones? So I'm looking around for headphones. I need like a better area and all that takes money. So Patreon really helped me out. Uh, and to just spread the word. If you like the show, sharing it on Facebook really helps me. Liking it, subscribing to me on YouTube is awesome. Subscribing to me on iTunes is great. Uh, my following's good, but it could always be better. And my fans are die hard, man. So I always love any and all support you guys give me. It's fantastic. I love doing the show, man. I fucking love it. I love the chat. The chat is fantastic. Uh, I I love like just interacting with people that love the same shit I do. I mean, what's not to fucking love about that, man? It's awesome, right? It's a place where we can all come, be yourself, speak your mind. And uh, we have a good time doing it, man. Thank you guys for hanging out with me on a Saturday. Uh, you poor motherfuckers, get out, go to dinner, go walk your dog, have a beer. Or maybe you're having beers. I hope you are. Uh, but I really, really appreciate all support. I really appreciate everything you guys do for me. And uh, with that, guys, the world's a fucking crazy place. If everybody just treats each other like they would want to be treated, Hold a door open for somebody. Say fucking thank you. Call somebody up that 
has done something for you in the past and be like, hey, man, that really meant a lot to me. I don't know if I ever told you this. It's all little shit. But if we all start doing it, it's just going to make the world a better place. All right. If I was fucking Thanos, I would fucking do that shit. But uh, I'm not. And, you know, I don't know. Even though people tell me I look like you, which I think is hilarious. Um, but, yeah, guys. So check out all that and be nice to each other. All right. For that, Blazing Defender out. Peace. Peace.